as if. Looking out a dirty old window, outside the cars in the city go rushing by. I sit here alone and I wonder why. Friday night and everyone's moving. I can feel the heat, but it's soothing, heading down. I search for. Hello, this is minute 10 of As If, the podcast about Clueless where we talk about Clueless minute by minute. I'm your host, Joel Torres, and with me this time is Spencer Seams. Oh, uh, hey. And Sarah Roberts. Hello. Today's minute begins with Cher entering the dining room where her father, Mel, is working. Or is he eating? He's on. He's, he's working and eating at the same time. Yeah. And it ends with Josh and Cher bickering at each other. Just like a healthy brother and sister would. A witty repartee. Mm-hmm. This is kind That's of a we... nerdy thing to point out, but the time works weird here. Like it, they jump from her like getting ready for going out or something, and then suddenly she's watching TV for like five minutes, and then it cuts to dinner. It feels like an hour passed in five minutes. It's kind of jarring. A little bit. It is. It seems like it got darker or something. Maybe it's. Yeah. Maybe they had to. I don't. I don't know what. Yeah. Uh, transition of time. I mean, Josh was just eating a snack out of the kitchen, and then they went to the TV room. So he was eating a snack right mm-hmm. before they went and had dinner together. Yeah, they watched like and like thirty seconds of TV. So it's kind of like, did they just watch like thirty seconds of TV or? <laughs> or was it supposed to be like an hour of you? I don't know what how time works in this world. Maybe it's just the dad's schedule. Like when dad says it's dinner time, drop everything. It's dinner time. I don't know. He's definitely in charge. They're having a super healthy looking dinner. Yeah, like it's it's like mostly vegetables on the plate. Obviously, uh, yeah, and, and Mike Huckabee is there. Yeah, he's there too. <laughs> Does Mike Huckabee only eat healthy dinners? Is that's what's going on? He looks like Mike. He looks like Mike Huckabee to me. Dad. You think Dan Hedaya looks like Mike Huckabee? Oh, in this God, movie. poor Dan Hedaya. Yeah, that's not nice. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's what I first thought of. Then I was like, oh yeah, Mike Huckabee said the Dred Scott thing. I love Han- Dan Hedaya. Do you do you know? Are you familiar with his other stuff? I know the name. Have you seen Blood Simple? No, I have it on my Netflix list. It's been there for like two years. You should just just watch it because it is so good. Like that's the Coen Brothers' first movie. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, he does a really good job in it. And uh, mm-hmm. oh man, I think I'm gonna stop podcasting so I could go watch that. <laughs> Anyways, that's the end of this minute. No, okay, no. I mean, was that, what about the Adams Family movie? Um, I think I watched it as a kid, and I just, all I remember is thinking uh, uh, Christina Ricci was cute. And that's kind of all I remember from it. Yeah, that about sums up the movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Dan Hedaya is also in that. He's in a lifeless ordinary too. Oh yeah, lifeless ordinary. <clears throat> he's one of the mm-hmm. uh, angels, right? He's angel. he's like the head angel. Yeah. Who's given the? Uh... Anyways, Dan Hedaya, not Mike Huckabee, mm-hmm. not Nick Nolte, none of those people. It's like the thing supposed to be like he's a really bad parent, but they kind of this kind of is supposed to be funny and light, and so they kind of ignore it. I don't. 
Is he supposed to be a bad parent? I don't think so. <laughs> because he's proud that his daughter is like, it gets her grades changed and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> this movie got really dark in this in this scene. It's like, oh, she's kind of a little sociopathic, but still light and fun. So it's a weird... She's definitely used to being able to manipulate in some form. My stepdad was a lawyer... Um, I don't know if that changes my perspective on this, but we were raised to argue. And um, so I think that maybe a a lawyer parent is Mm -hmm. proud of somebody who's capable of arguing their point. I don't know. But like she wants her Um, grades changed, which, like I said in a previous minute, this movie could turn very dark at (laughs) any moment. Yeah. Who knows what she's going to do to change those grades. Like, that's a completely different movie. Yeah. (laughs) I like Dan Hedaya, especially when we get these, like, shots where it's just him, because he makes Mm -hmm. some... He's being so emotive with his face, like, what do you mean, you know? Environmental? (laughs) Do you want to have a miserable, frustrating life? You know, like, the disbelief in his eyes, you know, they're practically going to pop out of his head. But it's just... That's the way he is all the time. Yeah, he's a great, like, corporate dad. Yeah, he's like a headhunter or something. He's pretty brutal. I don't think he's a bad father, though. I mean, other than encouraging his daughter to (laughs) manipulate the (laughs) teachers to change the grade. He he does seem to care, like, not only about Mm -hmm. what's going on in her life, but what's going on in his stepson's life, you know? It's like, this is also my son, even though... I haven't been married to his mother in a long time, and we're not biologically related. Uh This is my son, Josh. Yeah. I think that he he is a good dad, but that he's mean to everybody else, and Mm. sometimes even brings that attitude to regular conversation with his kids or whatever. Well, for for the record, I want to make it clear. Are you recording this? Is on record? Yeah. Okay. We are now. All right. I only watched my minutes. I haven't sat down to watch a whole movie in one sitting again yet. So you don't know that he dies in, like, three scenes. Okay. I don't remember much from when I was younger. I still remember being like, oh, I really like this movie. It's fun. And that's kind of it. There's a moment towards the end of the movie that I don't want to spoil. Okay. That's enough about that. That he's nice in. Oh, he's nice. He does something. That's a spoiler. Now, no one else can watch the movie. We have to record the next hour plus minutes or whatever. Because <laughs> we've already ruined that Cher's dad is a nice guy at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. I like uh, The way Cher says, when he says, what about your record card? report card? And she says, it's not ready yet. Like, <laughs> And then the, what, the, the exact lines are, well, some teachers are trying to lowball me, Daddy, and I know how you say, never accept a first offer. So I figure these grades are just a jumping-off point to start negotiations. Like, that To me, that comes off like sociopathic type thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, if I was her father, I'd also be like, very good. <laughs> like, that was a clear and concise explanation. I expected some BS. Yeah, like, but that's another instance of, like, she's supposed to be a dumb blonde, but she's actually much smarter than what you'd expect her to be. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. so. Yeah. My parents wouldn't have let that fly. If I had said that to them, even just as articulate <laughs> as she did, they would have been like, 
Uh, no. Show me what they gave you. <laughs> Not going to happen. Then the phone rings, but everybody's got their own personal cell phone. Now, in my house, we had a very strict no phone rule. Like, we didn't have... I don't think any of us, even the parents, had cell phones and back then. Yeah. But we wouldn't even answer the home phone if it rang during dinner. Sacred time. That's right. <laughs> and none of us had, like, uh, firefighter jobs or anything like that, that that would excuse us from, you know, having a reason there. Nobody so, was... so even if, like, there's an alien invasion outside, they're like, nope, nope. You, Joel, you finish your broccoli, then we take care of the aliens. Yeah, if there was an alien invasion, they just told me to swing away and... Yeah, there were a lot of, like, comical beats in the movie that had, like, the cell phone, like, ringing all the time and them answering it everywhere and in the hall talking to each other or, like, at the mm -hmm. dinner table. Now, you two went to high school in California, correct? Yeah. yeah. Was What do you see? Cell phones like that? We were in a really small town. Oh. Actually... The town we grew up in is about an hour outside of L.A., mm -hmm. and um, and they filmed a lot of movies in the town we lived in, but um, in L.A. you'd see people with phones like that, mm -hmm. but... I can't remember anyone in high school having a cell phone, but... I remember in my high school years, everyone had a cell phone, because that was like six years ago. Yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're like We're like ten years older than you, so... We saw we saw cell phones like rise up. Like when from... you were in high school, were they cool or was it like that's a weird thing? They were. I'm sure they were cool, but we didn't even really understand how you would use one back then. I think it would have been like, okay, why do you have that? Nobody else has a cell phone. Who's gonna call you? Your mom. <laughs> Every, everybody had pagers. Uh, I remember. I those. can remember. I can remember people in high school having pagers. This is, uh, I mean, we were in junior high when Clueless came out, I think. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, that was the year before I lived in China. But It's 95, so it would have been Yeah, that year. year. Yeah, freshman year was the year I went. So <clears throat> we saw Clueless around, anyway, in high mm -hmm. school, everyone had pagers. I remember no. a bunch of my girlfriends going to this little strip mall in town and paying their pager bill. Each month. Hmm. That's crazy. So, not to not to make you feel too old, but what is a pager exactly? It's really silly. It's that thing drug dealers have. I've seen it's the wire. Like, I know they use drug dealers use pagers. I just don't no. know what they, <laughs> they did. They got disposable phones. Never mind. It was a little square device mm -hmm. that would beep, and they also called it a beeper. Um, yeah, and uh, Hey Arnold had Big Boss beepers. Mm -hmm. And a phone number on it? And a phone number would come okay. up. Sometimes yeah. you could put a code, like 911 or something. Mm -hmm. Like, emergency, call this number. Um, or, you know, there'd be codes the way there are with, like... But it was basically a device that told you somebody wanted you to call them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Without displaying a message. Um, I mean... There, there was shorthand for messages, but it, mm -hmm. it totally depended on the people using it. Yeah, what was 80085? I always got that message. Anyway. Um, yeah, the pagers. Like, my friends would get a page mm -hmm. from their mom saying to call them, 
Sometimes they would just know that meant go home if they saw their mm-hmm. mom's number. So um, a phone number would show up. <laughs> I don't understand the point of it a It was pager. like a calculator. It was like a calculator All right. screen. Mm-hmm. And you'd see numbers on it. And mm-hmm. then you would go, oh. It was like a way to always My boyfriend wants me to check. call him. Oh. Like, oh, I know that you could. You knew I wanted you to call me because I sent you a, a page. page. And it was my mm-hmm. number. What do you, you still had a... to have phone numbers memorized back then. Uh, would you, you send imagine. a page with another pager? With a no. phone? No. You had no. to use a phone. So you call, call the phone. pager number. Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, okay, I get it now. This feels like one step too many to call someone. I think that sometimes the pagers were associated with like an answering service too, so you could mm-hmm. like call the pager, leave a message, and then they would get the the number and they would call their answering recorded service. messages. And there'd be like mm-hmm. like your own personal answering machine type thing. Mm-hmm. That just reminded me of that R and B song from the nineties that was like when my pager goes off. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't listen to any R&B in the 90s. I'm half a white kid. I don't know what oh half, half white kids listen to. Yeah, those were... Is this the minute so... where uh, Cher says she's going to get to teach her late? Oh, no, no, no. Next minute? Yep. Okay. That definitely does not happen. Okay, I went over a little bit. With my How notes. dare you? In this one, they're mainly just at the table, right? For the whole minute? Yeah, once once Mel answers the phone and starts arguing, uh, Paul Rudd kind of lays into her, calls her a superficial space cadet, which I like <laughs> a lot. I do, too. It's, it's apt. Like, you honestly, how do you honestly think that you're going to be able to do this? And then she starts, she's going to say something, mm-hmm. but that's when the minute cuts off. Oh, okay. So we don't know how she's going to do it. That's like the cliffhanger. Mm. What's Veronica Mars going to do to change her grades? She'd probably just blackmail somebody. Yeah. So let's talk about other teen movies. What are you guys, what, what's some of your favorites? When when I say teen movie, mm-hmm. what's one that you think of in a positive light? I always get the name wrong. Adventureland? Yeah. Just Eisenberg one? I yeah. saw it in high school right before I went to college. So it was the perfect time for me to watch that movie. Because you knew how screwed up it was going to be after high school. Yeah, that game kind of like, oh, after high school is going to be more of the same, basically. Yeah. <laughs> That's like something everybody should get the chance to find out about in high school. I wish I had seen Adventureland in high school. <gasps> yeah, unless you're going to some sort of crazy sponsored Ivy League college where everything's going to be paid for, I guess, or your your parents are rich and you get to do, you get to actually do stuff straight mm-hmm. out of high school. Your life is going to be, it's not going to be that much fun unless, you know, you're going to have to work. Yeah. I know. Like, what, what, what are your favorite teen movies that aren't clueless? Every, every movie I liked as a teenager, I feel like was about kids that were slightly older than teenagers. I did like 10 Things I Hate About You. I've seen uh, that a bunch because I have an older sister. And um, I loved Good Will Hunting. That came out when we were in high school, even though it was about um, yeah, older, <laughs> older people. That's a yeah. yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they are like, <laughs> like not, they up. are like 19 to 20 year olds <laughs> because, because Will turns 21 in the movie. You know? Yeah. So they're not that much older. Yeah. I was thinking Mean Girls, you know? Yeah, oh, Mean yeah. Girls. I think that was junior high when it came out for me, I think. Yeah. 
What year is that? 2004? I have no idea. It came out around the same, same time Halo 2 came out. I remember... I guess The Breakfast Club's a good teen movie. Yeah. I love this. I loved it when I was in high school, but I don't want to rewatch it. I never saw that when I was in high school. I didn't see it until about three years ago, and mm. it's good. Like, even now. Really? Yeah. Like, it doesn't have, like, there's a, sometimes people are like, oh, that movie was so much my experience or something like that. I never had any experience that was Breakfast Club-like or, like, uh, Dazed and Confused-like or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, I've never really seen a movie that explained my Well, did you high go to high school in the 70s? Because then yeah. that's not your experience for... <laughs> <laughs> no. I did go to high school in the seventies. I'm okay. a very, very old man. So, so that's why you're. That's why you love Days and Confused so much. That's right. Mind you of your glory days. I don't like that movie. <laughs> when he scored four touchdowns in that one game, like Al mm. Bundy. And now Ted I work Bundy. at a shoe store. Al Bundy. The not one Ted Bundy. Varsity Blues. <laughs> Definitely not Ted Bundy. What about Varsity Blues? <laughs> that's heard, a teen movie. I've heard of that With movie. Touchdowns. But. It's a movie that was famous for whipped cream stuff. I know that. I th- not, know that much. I had... It's got John Voight what? doing a southern accent. I think that uh, pretty much covers this minute and uh, the subjects there. Uh, Spencer, would you like to plug your stuff once again, sir? I write uh, history articles around the nerdy. I call This Seems Interesting. It's a monthly column. I pick overlooked people and events throughout history. Lately, I've been writing a lot about women in history because, let's face it, in school you don't learn about women in history class. Sarah and I are uh, two of the hosts of a podcast called Please Don't Send Me Into Outer Space. We cover science fiction and fantasy movies once a week, uh, sometimes randomly picked, sometimes suggested to us. You can see all of our past episodes if you go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash pdsmios we're on stitcher we're on itunes check us out i'd really appreciate it so until tomorrow where we cover minute 11 we thank you very much for listening thank you spencer for joining us again oh uh you're welcome i guess and thank you sarah you're welcome we'll see you tomorrow folks bye Thanks for listening to this episode of As If, the podcast all about Clueless. It is produced and edited by Darren Husted. Executive produced and hosted by Joel Torres with my guests Spencer Seams and Sarah Roberts. Follow us on Facebook at As If The Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at As If underscore podcast. And follow us on Instagram, as if podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Shout Engine, or the podcasting app of your choice. Please rate and review if you enjoy. Clueless is owned by Paramount Pictures. No infringement is intended. All rights reserved. Copyright 2016.